ugly. not just uh, made up by, by your boy so uh, i'm gonna stand by my statement from the last one that i think uh we should record you doing it and have that be your intro maybe i'll just do it every time then <laughs> be a little different every time see how much i can remember and uh, how good it sounds oh <laughs> uh, hey do we need to rename the podcast yeah we might you know i i mean uh we had to kind of re. We could have almost renamed it before Two Brothers and a Dog, and now we just call it Two Brothers. Right, like Two Brothers and like Friends occasionally, once in a while. Uh, maybe if we're lucky. It's not now. as catchy. It's not as catchy. <laughs> well, it ain't too bad. It still fits, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's probably that uh, that name's probably available. So. Ah, you think? I bet it's. I bet it's available. Okay. 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 It's, it's something to explore. Yeah, definitely. Unless we can get Reaper uh, on here again for once. I think at some point we'll get him. He's so busy not doing anything. Just, just a busy dad. Too. Man, busy I got dad. two kids. He's got one, and I can be on. Ooh. All right, well. Shots okay. fired. <laughs> yeah, come at him, Reed. Um, all right, so what do you got for me? Well, you know, we're near our... Days away from uh, Twins home opener, we got a couple of uh, actual regular season MLB games that are already in the books. Care of uh, playing in Japan last week? I'm so um, so excited for Thursday. Thursday, three ten, the Twins begin their run in 2019. Um, you want any initial thoughts? Or you want me to jump into some some questions? Some I'll just say I don't have a lot, but I'll just say like I've never been more unsure of a twin team than I am of this year's team. Um, in terms of like their success or lack thereof, um, I I like there's a lot of a wide range of outcomes that wouldn't surprise me even slightly. Like this could be like a a 65 win team, and I'd be like, yeah, that's about right. Um, especially if, you know, like Sano and Buxton keep being the worst, like they've been, you know, whatever. Um, but I could also like watch this team win like 85 games, you know, upwards, even beyond that. If some guys like really break out, push through that kind of thing. And it's like, that wouldn't surprise me either. Like to see us win like 85, 88 games, I wouldn't be like, Oh my God, I never saw this coming. Um, like I would be like, okay, well that means like Buxton had a good year. He goes, you know, like 2020 or something like that. It means like Sano, once he eventually comes back, comes back and plays well, we've got, you know, a lot of these other little pieces with Marwin and scope and some of these guys and like, you know, a couple of young guys like Rosario and Kepler take a step forward. Like it, it, it's, it's seems entirely dependent on our pitching staff, which is completely a crapshoot. But like I said, like the, the range of outcome between say 65 and 85 wins 
nothing in that range surprises me. And I just, I don't know what to expect or even hope for walking into the season. It's the most, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just me, but it's the most confusing twin season I've ever witnessed. I feel like I mean I see most of your point, but I feel like like you going as well as sixty five is be, is going to be a really like there's got to be a lot of bad things that happen for that. Well, here's my so here's my thought on that. It's twofold. It's 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 one side being like I said, like if if Bucks and Sano aren't good, like what are you banking on to like be good offensively? Like Kepler's good, but he's more or less a platoon player. Like Rosario was good, but I, I'm worried Rosario's like best case scenario was last season. Um, like scope was good two years ago, but last year he was one of the worst players in baseball. Um, you know, Polanco, we don't know what to expect. Like, was he good because of the PEDs or, you know, was he, you know, whatever we got a couple of cast offs at first at Tyler Austin and CJ Crone. Um, you know, and then, like I said, that pitching stuff, like, am I supposed to just bank on, uh, Kyle Gibson and, um, you know, all these guys being Michael Pineda and these guys just being studs all of a sudden, like, I just, I don't, 60, like, I'd be disappointed in 65, but it wouldn't surprise me. I don't know, that's like everybody's worst case scenario all coming together. All, but, like, going back to your original point of if Sano and Buxton suck, like, Sano's not going to play at least the month, first month of the year, so, I mean, you'll get a decent idea, and then you're talking about our ninth hitter. Like, as much as no. you want and need to see Buxton play, but that's still our ninth hitter. Like, if, and, if, okay, a and that, that if a guy that's out for a month and a guy that's our ninth hitter don't play well, we should still get a number of wins. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I see where right, you're but, going with the rest of them. I mean, yeah, no, that's, like, you, every single person being, you know, their worst self or something. So You have a good point because, case, I, or, as I said, as I said, I had two reasons for it. So one was all of the guys being the worst. The second is being a Minnesota sports fan and assuming that everything that is bad will be bad. Yeah, that's tough. But I don't I mean, there's a lot to like, you know. Uh, I see where you get to the 85, 80, whatever, however many, 88 wins potentially. Like, um, you know, there's a lot to like on the team. Well, because isn't, uh, if I'm not mistaken, isn't the Vegas line 84? Uh, Yeah, I think it moved up to 84 when they signed Marwin. Yeah. Like, so, so if Vegas is expecting 84, like, obviously we can't be surprised by 85. And that means, like, something like 90 is very plausible. Like, 92 even, like, with, like, some real some things really working out, like, is very plausible. Yeah, that's for sure. So, like I said, that's what I'm talking about. Like, obviously, 65 is doomsday, like, me being an idiot, that kind of thing. But, like, like realistically, like, 70, 72, 75 upwards of 90 that's I mean, a that's an yeah because un- if you think if you ever get to 65 that means we're finishing probably fourth or fifth in the division most likely almost fifth and like you look at some of these other teams in the division and we there's that we shouldn't finish any lower than third no matter what goes wrong yeah no i mean uh, that was a little facetiousness by me but like because like what was it baltimore was the worst team in the american league last year and what did they win like 60 or something like that uh 58 that high i think they had like 108 losses or something so oh okay do you know what their over under is this year by the way or at least it opened i don't know what it's gone to since but do you know what baltimore's Uh, over under opened at 61 59 and a half yeah and do you think you'd take the over no i mean 
as a person who follows baseball, you should. But as a person who also has looked at the Baltimore roster, <laughs> I don't know. Right, that's my point. God, but they're bad. Do you know anybody other than like Dylan Bundy on their team? Dude, their team is so bad that not only are they bad, but they they can't even be like, oh, well, we're getting rid of all this high-priced talent because we've got like this system of guys coming. Like the way Chicago is doing it, for example, the White Sox. Sure. Like they got rid of most of their talented players. But because they have like a top three farm system, they've got like a bunch of studs that are three years coming or whatever. Like Baltimore is just the worst. Oh, yeah. By far. Anyways, back to the Twins, though. So you talked, you know, they're coming up here. Their final roster is basically set. You've seen it today kind of. Yep. More or less come out. Um, so what are your thoughts initially on uh, on your guy, the, the uh, you know, the surprise out of uh, Fort Myers, mostly because, you know, some other things have happened, but uh, your guy, Ryan Harper, and then, uh, you know, the rest of how we're going to start with the bullpen. Okay. So I'm, I'm not quite sure why Ryan Harper is my guy. I uh, think he, he showed... spells his name weird. And you like that? You're a big Sandberg guy. You like I knew. Okay. I was just going to say it. I was just going to say it. Like the only time I've ever seen it spelled like that is Sandberg. <laughs> so yeah, he, I mean, I got to assume he's named after him. I don't know. Right. There's no other way. Right. Um, there can't be that. There can't be just some other idiots who also came up with that. No, his Ryan and spelled R Y N E. Yeah. No, his dad without is having cl- known Sandberg. Yeah. His dad is clearly like a Cubs fan from the eighties. Easy. Um, no, the, ah, God, the bullpen's such a mess. I have no idea what, what, oh, well, I, a mess is maybe not the right description. The bullpen is confounding and I'm not sure what to do with the guys that we have. And I, I'm curious to watch how Rocco uses them. Cause if, if we had the same bullpen with Molitor still as our coach, I think I could pretty much peg how they were going to be deployed like i'd be almost certain trevor may is going to be the closer like a set ninth inning closer and i would be almost certain that you know a guy like blaine parker is his new toy and he would get overused the way addison reed got overused and things like that and you still have addison reed um and you know taylor rogers and some guys like that what's that just not initially right yeah, no. You like start on the IL. Yes, 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 yes. I'm just I was kind of talking like right. more big picture. Um, and, but Molitor was so guardy like in his bullpen usage that it was it was predictable. Like if you were a decent reliever, you're gonna pitch like 70 innings or something stupid. Um, Rocco comes from that Tampa Bay organization where they view pitching just in a whole different mind frame, like. They're the ones that created the opener and da da da. We've we've gone over that in detail. Um, but I and, and you know that whole like firefighter like we're going to use our best pitcher to be in the you know most dire situation. But I'm not 100 percent sure our bullpen has a best pitcher at this point. So it, like whereas last year I could have I could have pinpointed it better I guess with knowing that like okay we signed Fernando Rodney he is a closer period. Uh, Addison Reed was a closer, but also was just like supposed to be our lights out, you know, for lack of a better phrase, firefighter guy that, you know, pitches in the, the, the high leverage situations that with him being out and with the 
the best pitchers in our bullpen being Parker, May, and Taylor Rogers, I have no idea how they're going to deploy things. I, it, it's going to be very interesting um, to get a read on how Rocco views bullpens. Like, I, I don't think that anybody is – I've read a lot of interviews, and nobody's really asked him about that, Like, which I find odd. Like, hey, what's your, like, bullpen strategy? And so it'll be interesting to see what he does with those guys. Yep. The best guess I have is that for the most part, they want May as the closer. They want Parker as the, you know, ideally eighth inning guy. But if a, a situation arises in the sixth or seventh, I think he would be the first to come out. And then they would turn Rogers into the eighth inning guy. But I, I just, I don't know what to do with the rest of the pen. Cause there's a whole lot of question marks after those three guys. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. There's some, uh, yeah, a lot of question marks. And then obviously, like you talked about, Reed and uh, what somebody else is starting on the IL. They sent Romero down. Um, that leads in. I hate that, so, by the way. Yeah, I mean, what? I don't, I didn't look like, is he actually, did he actually struggle this spring? And if he did, I don't care. Like, spring training stats mean nothing to me. Like, if you're going to make our essentially number one pitching prospect into a bullpen guy, then call him up right now and let him be a bullpen guy and let him be in the majors and pitch. Like uh, the only way I understand it is, is if they changed their mind and said, Oh no, I think we want him as a starter and they wanted to send him down to stretch him out again. Right. Then it makes sense. But if you're really intent on having him be a, a bullpen guy, why is he not with the club? There's no way that the other, whatever, eight guys in the bullpen or, you know, whatever are better than him or have the potential to be better than him. So is it, are they doing the stupid, like April 15th, they'll call him up and get the extra year of service time thing. But I don't know. I like I thought that didn't matter. I mean, maybe, maybe it just doesn't happen because guys always stay up. But like, I just didn't know since he was up for so long last year, if that doesn't matter anymore or not. I don't know what his service time is and how close he is to being. Yeah. Major leaguer or, you know, I don't know. But, like, I just I, – if you're going to take our best pitching prospect and make him a reliever, put him on the active roster. I just – I don't get it. That's a confusing one. Anyways, though, so then that leads, though, into uh, um, at some point pretty soon they'll call up or activate or whatever it is. One pitcher for sure, probably two. You're going to start – they're going to start with 11 pitchers. They'll eventually get to 12, potentially 13. Who knows? Uh, it, 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 late in the year they'll go or not late but like mid-year they'll go 13 for sure right so soon they'll go to 12 so who do you got um basically losing their bench spot uh it's probably down to you know tyler austin williams and adrian's i'd say um i i honestly as long as he plays fairly well i think Estadio is actually safer than we think he is um, just because he has such positional, like variety, like he can play so many spots. Um, and he's just, he's, he's a potential, like great bench at bat, you know, back guy. Um, I guess I would say it's, it comes down to one of the first basemen. Like if CJ Crone struggles early, he could be a potential to like get just straight released. Um, but Austin's another one. I think Adrianza's obviously one. I honestly think Jake Cave is a, a possibility because he's. I think he's going to make the team. No, I know he's in too, but I feel like you need 
somebody. I mean, if he sticks around, is, is Adrianza our fourth outfielder? Is... It's Astadio. I know it's not great, but if your if your idea is like we're gonna sacrifice defense because we need more pitching, and I you know guess. that's I don't know the how play. Long, yeah, and how long? Well, because otherwise the play, if, if, if the play Marwin, is if they can wait long enough. Yeah, you know. I mean, I guess it depends on how I, I haven't looked at the schedule, you know, in depth like that to know how soon we would need to bump that pitching staff because well, if and it, it's not, it's not soon. It's just how good does our team. Does a starting staff start with because they got their five starters? Right. Well, because here's here's the thing, is if you can make it until Sano comes back. Right. That's yeah. That's the other. Now, problem. now it's Adrianza for sure. He goes, he, and then you he's out for sure Mato. because you have you have Marwin that He'll can play like literally every position, and you have Sano playing third base every day. But if it's before Sano can come back, and you're already playing Marwin at third every day. You don't have a backup infielder, so Adrianza has to stay. So then it becomes like a, a cave or somebody like that, or an Austin or a Crone or whatever. I, I like I said, maybe it's Austin Dio. I don't know, but like I just think because he can be like your emergency catcher plus you know all these other things. Like I think he he just he stays. Um, I think it totally is dependent on when you need that pitching staff to be fortified and yeah. is Sano ready. If Sano's ready, it's a hundred percent Adrianza. You'd still have to make yeah, I mean, so there's gonna be obviously a bunch of moves because you'd have to have two guys I mean, say you add a pitcher and activate Sano, you're gonna have to make two corresponding moves. Oh so. yeah, 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 yeah. It, which well, I mean, at that point in all likely. likelihood then at that point it's probably a bench guy and one of the guys in the bullpen. Uh, yeah, it, clearly there's one of those like no namers. Uh, yeah, there's no names in the bench that are on the on the pen that, that you know either haven't yeah. been pitching or haven't been pitching well. Right. So, it'll be interesting though, but yeah, some good uh some fun guys on the bench. I'm just glad Estadio made it. To be honest, like it's it's just a yeah. I I'm still not a hundred percent sure if he's actually good, but, but he's fun. super fun. He's super yeah. fun. So yeah. I'm all on board. Why not? Let's hope he you know gets enough playing time too, not just yeah. like uh, once a week. I mean, hopefully he plays before, like you said, some of these other scrubs like Adrianza, Cave. Yeah, I I mean he should easily be the first one off the bench in any situation. Cause like, let's say it's a tie oh, game. Garver, of course. Well, but, and that's the thing is like, I'd almost consider sending Garver down. Cause like, what does Garver bring to your team? I know he's like a solid defensive catcher, but I don't know. Like he's not a very good hitter. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. He's, he's Okay. If we didn't have Estadio, I'd be. I think I'd be more excited about him. To be honest. Well, how good is Estadio at actually playing catcher? He I think pretty record. bad. Honestly, I think he's pretty bad. Right. I think he's pretty bad. <laughs> but but if he's your backup catcher, like all right, well, if our starting catcher is Juan Castro, who's supposed to be this defensive wizard who can't hit, your backup catcher. It seems like to like wouldn't it make more sense to like have your backup catcher be the opposite of that? Like all right, well, defensively he's kind of a liability but he can hit so if he has to come in and pinch hit for castro in yeah, the eighth inning right. the, you know i'll take his bat in the eighth and then 
we can deal with him for an inning behind the plate. Like right. that's fine with me. Whereas like Garver is like kind of okay at everything. He's not great at one thing. He's kind of okay at everything. Like, I don't know. I, I, what does that do for us? Like at what yeah. point does he sub in? Like, or even if you just say, I guess the idea would be like, okay, Castro is getting subbed out. Astudio is going to hit. And then Garver is going to catch the ninth. Like, I guess that's a possibility. But that feels like a lot of moves for the catcher position. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen with those dudes, but hopefully it's fun. Yeah, man, I'm I'm very, very excited. All right, so we got the home opener on Thursday. We'll be in attendance again. We'll hit another one to two podcasts during the day. What Couple live check-ins. For? Yeah, what are you most excited for? As far as just opening day in general? Yeah. Um... Gosh, I there's a number of things. Um, I'm excited to be off of work. I took the day off of work, even though it's a three o'clock start, and I'm done teaching at like two thirty. <laughs> um, yeah, I took the whole day myself. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think reading pops did too. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to have a day off of work. That's always fun. Um, I'm excited like to do the like the atmosphere is one of my favorite things. Like we've been doing this for a number of years now, and like we've gone to different like bars and restaurants like prior to the game every year. You're going to go to Hubert's this year? (laughs) Funny. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, listening back to the the ones from the one. To the Florida cast. Yeah, (laughs) you're dead set on us going to Hubert's. God, uh, I know. I I don't even have like a a good like, uh, I was, you know, drunk or something. I don't know. I I got nothing. (laughs) Like that was just. On it being open. I was just very very wrong and very very dead set on being wrong apparently <laughs> yeah loved it uh, no but I, we've gone here? we've gone to a bunch of places we've gone to Smalley's we've gone to Brothers we've gone to Laloon we've gone to Fulton we've gone to all these places like I, I just I love that no matter where you go if it's within like a couple blocks of the stadium like it's just buzzing like everybody's jacked up like there, every place is packed you know, everybody's excited. Like, it's, it's just awesome. Like, the weather seems okay from Better what I've seen. Most years. Yeah, I mean, it looks like Here's we're what's... hopefully going to avoid rain. That's I, I'm going gonna, and... to complain when I shouldn't complain because, like you said, like, we've had some bad years that it's been – the weather's been really bad. Um, the thing that sucks is, like, what is it, Wednesday this week is supposed to be almost <laughs> 70. Right. And then Saturday or uh, Thursday's high is, like, 40. 45 I thought I it was still like 50 so oh is it okay but nevertheless like yeah like you said like there's like compared to the fact that we had like you know five feet of snow on the ground like three weeks ago the fact that we're getting no snow no nothing like that like somewhat decent weather like that's exciting um again opening day in general is just exciting whatever you know go get a Budweiser go get a hot dog you know do all that kind of stuff like actually get to watch baseball like um that kind of thing but i think i think it's just for me i think the big thing is just the buzz like the 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 every place you go every establishment you go to like people are just there's this excitement like you you know people are just you know they're happy they're they're fired up they're whatever i I think that's my favorite part of it i like it you know live looking cloudy and 50 thursday I will one thousand percent take that. Most of the last couple of years have been about cloudy and uh, thirty four or something. So yeah, what was it two three years ago? And it was like the high was twenty eight and it was cloudy and windy. 
snowing. Yeah, woof. Yeah, so it should be fun. We'll be what about you? Then... Let's flip it back. Let's flip it back. You, you've been like interviewing me this whole podcast. Yeah. yeah uh, exactly. What yeah, are you fired up for? What are you fired up for? Um, I fired up for yeah, you know, like uh, I like your idea the 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 pregame downtown pregame, but uh, you know, just uh, you know, getting getting the guys out for the game. It's always fun. That's that's probably the most fun. Um. That and just being at the stadium, you know, like being being in any baseball stadium is, uh, you know, seeing live baseball like that and it's a great time being able to have some beers and, and just watching live baseball outdoors. Can't beat it. I think the uh, the family aspect is always fun, too. Like, I love the fact that we always go with, like, the three of us and Pops. Absolutely. Three brothers with, with the patriarch there. Um, I'm more excited even, I think, this year, too, because Usually I get down to Arizona in March, so no spring training for me this year. So finally some live baseball. To watch. Oh yeah, excited to see that. So yeah, yeah but, Sarah uh, was asking me today when she thought I would start bringing the boy uh, to opening day. Let the boy watch. I was like, huh, that's a good question. I don't know because the problem is, is like obviously this year he's not ready. Right. But like even next year, I'm like he'll be one but like and he could probably go but selfishly i want to watch the whole game yeah he's gonna and he ain't there right i think it's gonna have to be i think it's more than that like we were talking about i think it might be like i think it might be i have to wait i might have to wait until he's like five it could be get him excited about something you never know maybe three four but i mean because i just i look at the girl right now and i'm like could she sit through nine innings? No. Not a chance. So I'm like, well, what if I wait until he's actually in kindergarten? And then because she goes, she asked me, she's like, is there any chance he ever goes to school on opening day? I go, no, never. No. no. That's not a he thing. Get to do that. Opening day is a national holiday. He doesn't go to school. Yeah. Whether From kindergarten through 12th grade. I don't yeah, care. Whether you, right. Yeah. You're not no. attending school that day kindergarten through 12th grade he will never go to school on opening day so i'm like well maybe i started the tradition when he's in kindergarten you know something like that where I, he's closer to being able to sit through an entire game sure yeah there you go give him a, give him some incentive be like hey you know we're gonna do this but you get to miss school but uh you gotta, gotta uh, yeah right gotta tough it out with the boys yeah yeah it's good that'll be fun Another I'm looking forward ad- to passing on the tradition. It'll be fun. Another addition. Absolutely. Yeah. Been been uh been listening back. We'll have I've got some things brewing for opening day. We can uh revisit that, that I asked that we talked about last year. So it should be a fun. Oh look nice. Back, see, how, see how things have changed. I'm, uh, look at this dude doing research. Yeah, I've been uh been re- been listening back to some some early three brothers podcasts. If uh if anyone else is interested out there, go check them out. You posted uh, last week because we we're roughly or a little over a year, yeah, anniversary thing. Um, so you posted the original one. Yeah, I listened we were, back to it. We were hammered. Not as bad as I thought, though. No, no, not bad. You thought it was I was be best go, and we thought it was good the first day. Well, I was assuming I, listening back at you, like at this juncture that it was going to be just like a really, really, really like bad like. 
you know, like I was listening to it while I was like cleaning the house or something like that. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm a hundred percent sober. I'm going to listen back to the, uh, uh, us rambling about things, you know, when we were hammered in Florida, like it wasn't that bad. No, it was pretty good. And if you, if you listen to episode two, you'll also find out that, uh, Reed and I listened to it the next day and we're, we were pretty impressed by it. Even then following day, you didn't listen to it. So we, uh, roasted you for that but eventually i guess you listened i didn't listen to the second one you didn't listen to first episode the next day like reed and i re-listened to it back the next day oh before we recorded episode two yeah yeah okay you weren't into it <laughs> just busy but yeah it was uh yeah some good stuff but so not busy not busy we were day. all sitting in the same damn house in florida <laughs> yeah dude Tend to the tend to the kids, so yeah, that's fair. You get some things going on, um, but we, uh, but yeah, some things we talked about kind of leading up to it and uh, throughout opening day last year. We'll revisit those and see, uh, you know, kind of how some how some things went last year and see how uh, maybe minds have changed or uh, haven't changed uh, one year later. Nice, I like it, dude. Uh, yeah, be be ready for that. Um, well, what else do we got for right now? Oh, then? Go ahead. What's that? What else do we got for right now? So the only other thing I got is talking about the tournament. So NCAA tourney, we we're through the first weekend. Um, not a not a lot of madness to mark so far, you know. Oh it's, my god, uh, you literally took the words where I was just gonna say something almost exactly similar. <laughs> it's a. Uh, to put it in perspective, um, I looked in at our work league standings. Um, the guy who's in uh, second, or maybe even tied for first, I think he's in second place, though. He's literally picked uh, the higher seed to win every game. Yeah. And that's, and he does it all throughout until I think, like, the final four, like, picks. I, if I remember right, I think he picked, like, Gonzaga over Virginia in the final game, but otherwise, and I mean, then, but it's all ones. You're still ones, yeah. But it's basically he took he took the the highest seed in every single game, and he's either tied for first or in second place. Yeah, the uh, no, there have been good games, but uh, we haven't had. There have been a few. I mean, there's been some. There's yeah. been some good games. Like I mean, that Tennessee Iowa game was boring as shit, but the fact that Iowa came back from 25 down and they went to overtime. Like, that's a good game. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yesterday, but it's not like a game. tournament game. No, and like the only, and like the obviously the Duke UCF game was, was pretty that's intense. The, you know, that's the number one that's, game with a bullet right now. Oh, by far. And then really, I mean, the only other like really close game was that atrociousness of uh, New Mexico State versus the. Uh, Whoever they played, I forget who Virginia or something Virginia Tech. It wasn't Virginia, but uh, no Auburn or whatever. Yeah, Auburn. No. That's yeah. right. I don't know, but uh, anyway, so where they like got fouled down, what down one or down yes. two? Yes. Missed, made one of three free throws, got the ball back after it went out of bounds. Had a pretty good look at uh had a winning shot, and the guy shot it about uh, three feet too far. Yeah, I saw that. That was great. <laughs> like, hey, you got a pretty open look. Here it comes, and uh, you're not even close. No, like, that's been the frustrating part is, like, 
you had teams, you know, and well, here, let me rewind. That was the, the, the thought coming into the tourney is that everybody said how top heavy this tournament was. And I've, you know, people have said that before and then things get crazy and whatever, but like, it's really showing through right now. Like there's some of these like top seeds that are like, haven't had a sweat yet. Like, you know, winning by like 20, 30, excuse me, 20, 30 points uh, in both their first two games. It's, it's been like the opposite of, you know, the madness. Like you said, like there has been very few sweats even. I mean, yeah, you had some of the top seeds that, like, sweated out for, like, a half and then end up winning by 15. I was just going to um, say, like, Virginia was down at half against the 16 seed again, and everybody freaked out, and then they won by, like, 25. And, right. you know, Duke, well, Duke was only up on NDSU by, like, like four five. and a half. Yeah. North Carolina was, like, tied. But right. The, but then they just pulled away very easily pretty quickly in the second half, so... Yeah, I mean, that Duke game was kind of fun. Oh, that Duke-UCF um, game was so fun, though. Uh, I'm a big Duke fan, of course, so uh, I was happy with that. I also picked them to win it all, you know, so still happy there. Well, right, it. but, but uh, it was just, God, that, that was, like, it sucks that that was the best game of the weekend, really. Oh, by far. And yeah. the first the first weekend's supposed to be, you know, either it's a, it's a 14 seed winning or it's a, uh, you know, it's a buzzer beater for either a top seed or a lower seed. You know, something like, like we didn't get any like like if they were gonna make one shining moment right now, they'd be struggling. Yeah. No. Yeah. Then you had what? The, There's no well, shining the game, moments. The one other game was that uh, what that LSU win, right? They had the they had the one late one there. So that's the other. Yeah. The game, the layup the, the kid hit. Beater, yeah. Kinda, the kid yeah. hit the layup with like whatever point something or whatever and. I mean, and then you've got Duke with, like, the Zion and one and that he didn't convert or whatever, and the RJ, you know, whatever, and then the Dawkins tip that didn't go, like, like that's your entire highlight reel attorney. How many – hey, so so tell me this. as You're not a, a Duke fan. You're not a Duke uh, super hater, at least. No, I'm, I'm um, super neutral on Duke. How many how many fouls did, did he legitimately think could – I mean, not could have, but probably should have been called – uh, starting with you know Zion driving in. I don't think Zion got fouled. Okay. To be honest, um, if if that play happens, you know, 15 minutes left in the half, I don't think it's called. So there's that. Uh, I also feel like there was a lot of contact multiple times when UCF would go to the hoop and it did get called. So. I feel like it was a conscious effort by the refs to let people play except for that Zion call. Like, that that was the one that kind of bugged me a little. But Do you I, think I he think, should have gotten called for a charge before that? I don't, to be honest. Okay. I don't. Um, it's one of those things where, like, if you're going to let things go on one end, you have to let them go on the other kind of thing. Like, so sure. if you're going to let, you know, like – UCF go hard to the hole and not call fouls, then you have to let Duke do the same thing. Um, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of the things where I, per, personal preference, I, I prefer, unless it's an egregious foul, in the last few minutes of a game, just let the players decide things kind of thing. Like, I know it's a cliche, whatever, but right. um, I'd rather just see guys make plays, make shots, you know, that kind of thing, than 
turn it into like a, a free throw fest and that kind of thing. So I, I know everybody else got fired up about that kind of stuff, but like, and even the, the Zion and one, I, I, I mean, I disagreed with the call, but I wasn't like in arms about it. I didn't think it was sure, sure. awful by any means. Like I, I thought, you know, and I saw some articles about it the next day about how like, Oh, Duke had the refs in their pocket. And I'm like, really? Where? Um, so I, I don't know. Like, like I said, like I'm not a Duke hater where I'm going to like, think every call is manufactured to make them win. Um, I'm not a Duke lover where I feel like every call against them is, you know, manufactured to make them lose. Like I just, the way I watched it did, was, did you see, did you see any other, like, so the rebound Barrett, yeah, Barrett pushing off or, uh... I, no, 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 no. I think that's just like normal. Like as a yeah. guy who has played and coached basketball, like that's normal contact to go up for a rebound. Yeah. And the, uh, People wanted uh, Delorier with the hook and hold. Um, yeah. No, like, and the Barrett push-off one, especially, like, watch every rebound on every free throw in minutes right. one through, you know, 39. Tell me there's not a push-off on almost every single one of those. Yeah, and how many... But it gets two, magnified like, at the end of the game. When people try and call, like, the hook and hold, and, of course, as a Duke fan, I don't... I try not to see it, but, like, I feel like they're not going to call that when neither of those players is anywhere near involved in the, in the rebound as it, and as it should be right. Like, yeah, like he didn't impede him, the guy from going and getting it. He also didn't like grab it. He didn't like, neither of those guys are going to get their rebound. Yeah. So no. And, and this has always been my problem with like, like this is going to get into a whole nother topic, but like the, the extreme um, video replay at the end of games. Oh yeah bugs me so much because it, it's yeah, one of those things where it. yeah it, it's one of those things where like like if you extrapolate it to like football like and if i was like to if, if football ever you know had like a last two minutes we can review calls like you can call holding on every single play in the nfl like that's the whole like cliche yeah um it's the same idea in basketball though like you could find like a hook like that on 90 percent of rebounds Oh, on a free throw you can find to... a push off if you will which right. it was it sure a little was it any more so than it was on like the free throw with you know four minutes into the game no yeah sure. i just and people get so freaked out at the end of games and want to have everything be like oh. over examined at the end of games yeah, and like like... like the the out of bounds calls and like the foot on the line or not and this and that like i understand that at the end of the game it's more important but isn't it if it's a one point game, isn't it just as important to get it right, you know, fifteen minutes ago when you could have had another possession? Yeah. Like and that going, going back though to the that Zion call or no the, the Zion play, um so one on his drive in, I mean he's thankfully they're kinda looking at it, but he's gonna be like like LeBron where it's hard to call things either follows on him like or against him, him or people following him he's yeah. a big dude like he's got to be able to play well so yeah and, so uh, and maybe I'm he's gonna, gonna get to the point because... too when he's in the nba though too of like he's gonna take a lot of contact that a smaller person is gonna show a lot more of that they're not gonna call too i was just you're, you're yeah exactly yeah i was just gonna say the same thing as i was gonna interrupt you and say just like like a dude that big creates more contact yeah so so you can't necessarily call it on him because it's not his fault he's big. But you can't call it 
you know, the other way, like, yeah, I, it's just, it's one of those things you just have to adjust to the fact that he's a, a monster of a human. Right. And there were, and at least people have pointed out too, like that, that one, maybe it wasn't a foul on Taco Fall, but he probably had four others that were more egregious than that, that they didn't call. So but some of the ones they did call were, you know, just like that too. So it wasn't like the whole game. They weren't calling things on him where it was like, Sometimes they call the foul, and sometimes they let him play. And yeah, know, no, I, I, like I didn't. I, I've seen games where I'm like, oh my god, the the officiating was atrocious. There was this, this, and this. Like I've watched a number of games. Like I've texted with you about this about games that where I'm like, oh my god, these guys are the worst. Like what's going on? Um, I didn't feel like that was that game. Like I think because it's the tourney and because it's Duke, everybody kind of overreacts. Well, and where they, one yeah, way or another, and where, and where, like you said, where they were going over everything forever, and it was on that uh, what looked to be a shot clock violation or not, and they show what looked like the overhead view that it was pretty, it, you know, to me it seemed pretty obvious that, and they were saying it during the thing that it didn't look like it hit the the rim from the overhead view, right? But then they'd be like, well, this other view looks like it does, and it's like, well, you put the two things together, like if overhead it doesn't hit. Where else is it hitting it then? Like, yeah, it, uh, and not they didn't like, change that one though. Is the and the so whole it's not like you right. got that call too, where they're getting every call. Right, but the other, I mean, it's just like with any other replay system. Like, if it's not clear, like, don't overturn it. But yeah, like yeah, that's basketball, what happen even, and especially as they're going for that long, you can usually tell like, all right, this is taking forever. They're not going to change it. Right, and basketball especially though is just it's one of those sports where I'm like I'm just so mad. Like I don't mind that football has replays because they they tend to use their replays at the right time. Like if somebody thinks like a guy caught a ball in the second quarter, they're going to like challenge it. Right. And then they're going to take time and go through like the real slow-mo replay and this and that. Like, Oh, did he get two feet in and blah, blah, blah. In basketball, it's like, we don't care at all about, uh, you know, you know, 11 minutes into the game. Like, Hey, did that guy push off? hey, was that guy's foot slightly out of bounds? Like, it's all these little things, and it's like, for some reason, that doesn't matter then, even though, like I was just saying before, like, if if you really, like, analyzed it and said, like, oh, hey, wait, like, he was out of bounds and that team gets another possession, like, if we're talking about it mattering in a, in a two-point game at the end of the game, that extra possession 11 minutes into the game matters just as much as the one with a minute and a half left. So I just, well, I, mean, I hate that. I hate that they overanalyze the last few minutes of a game and you look at every single thing. Oh, was his, you know, shoelace out of bounds? Like, oh, did this guy maybe like get a flagrant? Oh, was it were his feet set uh, you know, out of the restricted area? Like it, but it only matters at the very end of the game when like I said, like two points earlier, three points earlier in the half in the game, whatever, makes this a five point game instead of a two point game right now. And everything changes. Like I, it, basketball, just it, it. The replay system for basketball is, is frustrating to me. Well, and and to your point, and it, it happens in the NBA too. They take way too long on these replays. Both college oh, yeah, you, and pro. Oh, just, just if like, it's not what obvious, are you guys looking at like take a look at it. Yeah, if you can't tell in like you get like four angles of it. Yeah, if you can't tell in those. Days where you're at, or if you're pretty sure sure of it, then then go with it. But they take like 
three, four, five minutes at like full minutes, and you're like, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's take, take other, so forty five seconds. And the other it out. thing, and it showed up in the Gophers game is um, how do they not have like high definition TV or cameras? That's a great this, question. In the tournament here, this is the only thing going on that matters. It showed up in Gopher game when they were like trying to figure out. I don't. I think it was uh, Louisville shooting and trying to figure out like did he get the get it off before the shot clock ended. They try and zoom in, and you're like, you can't even tell where the ball is. <laughs> it's all pixelated and shit. <laughs> versus where his hand is. Like, what, is it? what year is this? You guys don't have the high-definition cameras? Like, how, how many billions of dollars get poured into this, and you guys don't spend them on a decent camera system? Like, that's just crazy to me. No, you're absolutely right. Now, I'm going to build off that. And maybe you have a thought on this that I haven't come up with. But uh, I was talking to a guy at work today, and we were talking about the games for this coming weekend. And we we're like, all right, games, you know, start up again on Thursday. And he's like, what time do games start? And I'm like, I don't know. I got to assume like two, three o'clock. Okay. You know, there's four games per day. Wouldn't it make the most sense to go, you know, say two, four, six, eight, like roughly. If you have four games and like make them all featured games. Do you know what the TV schedule is or the game schedule is I for do. this weekend? I do. Okay, so you know it's, it's like it's basically two double headers. Yeah, start it's like half six hour. six thirty and then like eight thirty yeah. nine, roughly. Why? You know, I think they just want. I guess I mean they're not worried about competing things, and they just want uh, you know that prime time thing. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't got a good, good answer for you. Maybe they, uh, you know, don't want people taking off another couple of days of work. You know, maybe. Uh... No, and I get that, but like, I mean, it, it, there's a difference between starting at 11 a.m. like you know the first weekend does, but if you start at like two or three o'clock, and even say you went three, five, seven, nine, like by three o'clock, most people are close to being done with work. Like you're not losing valuable work time like you are when you start at 11 and that kind of thing i mean but three o'clock for who us it's only one o'clock oh right 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 nine o'clock or nine o'clock for us is a 10 o'clock start out east you know well but that's where that's where i mean mean, they're close already but there's yeah i'm just pulling it up so central times i think these are central so they go 609 629 and then Tentatively scheduled for eight thirty nine and eight fifty nine. Yeah, so six six thirty eight thirty nine, right? Right. I just I don't, I don't understand. I, mean, I don't got a good reason. No. no, okay. I didn't. As a guy who works in like a business, I don't know if you maybe had a better reason that I wouldn't have thought of. But like, I just, I don't know. I just like, wouldn't you want there to be like, all right, it's the Sweet Sixteen, like. Let's have each individual game be the focus of attention rather than having, you know, two games at once. Yeah, and I haven't seen two of, like, how they – I don't know how, like, on the business side they charge for uh, advertisers. Like, I don't know if people buy at, like, a whole tournament level or, you know, and then they all show the same – because, I mean, you do see, like, you know, the same fucking – five Geico commercials like 30,000 times. So I don't, I don't know if if they're not worried about that or if, you know, I don't know how that might play into it or doesn't. Um, Yeah. That's, I don't have a good answer for you, man. 
I was okay. I, I mean, I figured most people didn't, but I just, I, it's weird that you would promote like, yeah, you know, promotes maybe not the right word, but um, like you know, you have all these games and you start at eleven a.m. our time and you know whatever noon Eastern and da 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 for the first weekend and it's this it's this event, like it's a yeah. whole thing, and then you get to the second weekend and nothing starts until you know six o'clock Central, seven o'clock eastern like even if you go out west it's four o'clock out there like that's pretty late in the day to even be starting like the part of the reason why the first weekend is so popular is that people take days off of work people like you know call in sick people you know whatever like i feel like i don't know and i clearly they're not hurting for money and they don't need my advice on this but you know, like, I just feel like if you started it at, you know, say noon or two or whatever, like, if you're just doing four straight games in a row and, you know, a half hour break in between each, in between each one, you can still stretch it out over the course of, like, you know, 10 hours or whatever. And I don't know, it's just, it was, it was, I guess it was, and it's probably always been like this and I just haven't been paying attention, but it was disappointing to know oh, that, I'm like, sure it, is. Uh, it was disappointing to know that, like, Thursday when I want to watch start watching basketball I have to wait until six o'clock at night yeah but I mean a lot of people you know like that they don't have to take you know four days off of work or you know I'm sure uh, higher up employers aren't uh, too mad that they don't get four days of non-productive work from their, yeah uh, no I get that I get and, that I don't well like and it might be too where like um uh, you know, maybe they get more money or people want to spend on, you know, uh, nighttime, you know, primetime games, even though there's two at a time going. Um, they're fine with, you know, paying more for those when they know more people will be tuned in to either one. I don't know. Yeah, no. Like I said, it was just, it was something that I, I came across today that bothered me that I didn't know if you had a better take on the night. And I was just, Nothing and, and again. It, it was just one of those things where, like, I should have known, like, how many years have I been watching basketball that I should right. have been prepared for this, but I was just like, really? Six o'clock? Come on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's always been like that, so you should have known for right. sure. But... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, that was, better. Well, just... anything else on your mind? Um, No, not really. I mean, uh, the, the legend Gronk retired. He did. Uh, I don't know. I don't feel like he'll stay retired. Maybe he will. Uh, I, you know, what's he gonna do? I, I honestly think he will. I don't. I, don't, I mean, I know the popular take is that he won't because like he'll get bored. I mean, he's only what is he twenty nine, thirty years old? Yeah, something like that. He'll he either is thirty or will be thirty soon. Yeah. So I can understand why people are like, oh, he'll come back. He'll take a year off. He'll miss it. And then, you know, come back or whatever. And, and I could see that, too. But I could also see him being like, no, I'm done. Like, I've, I've heard he wants to, like, try to get into, like, movies and things like that, which is really ridiculous and funny on a whole other level. But he's going to, like, be the star of, like, uh, a lot of, like, scary movie-type movies. Just... I mean, like, what, is he going to get into, like, a John Cena action movie? Like, <laughs> like is that the billing, like, Cena and Gronk? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe it'll be... Uh... Maybe he'll be a new neighbor in Daddy's Home 3. Yeah, there you go. Like, <laughs> the thing is, he's an idiot. Well, yeah. And and so, like, I can understand him 
being a bit role, like occasionally, like, oh, it's funny because he's there and he's Gronk and everybody knows who he is and he's kind of a dummy. But, like, he's not going to, like, be the, like, supporting star in, like, any kind of a movie of at all. <laughs> not a good one. Yeah. Maybe he wants to be in, you know, Sharknado 6 or whatever they're up to now. Right. Um, no, but it was just, I mean, it, 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 he's... It's it's an interesting case because then so what has he played like eight years nine years something like that I think nine um, yeah like he's probably a surefire Hall of Famer right it's got to be for sure I mean he revolutionized the position and um, he owns like most I mean most all uh, records other than things that are just like common only if you play you know, 14 years and stuff like right. that, like Tony Gonzalez and type things like that. But like, yeah, like total receptions or total yards or things like that. He's not going to touch. Yeah. But when he comes to like, you know, touchdowns and things like that. Yeah. Like per game, per season type stuff. He, right. Uh, got that. So I mean, maybe he's done. Maybe, you know, I mean, as dumb as he seems, what it, apparently he's, uh, he's only ever spent like his endorsement money. So I was just going to bring that up. That's like the smartest thing I've ever heard. And like for Gronk to be the guy that, and maybe more guys have done that. They just haven't said anything about it. I don't think so. Um, At least they don't publicly come out. Yeah. Right. But no, it was, it was really interesting that he said like, you know, he's, he's basically lived off his endorsements, like his, his yearly budget or whatever, uh, for his house, for his, you know, food and everything is, like, I make X amount of dollars in endorsements, so that's my yearly budget. So, like, okay, that's what I have to spend on, like, you know, I can't have too nice of a house. I can't have too nice of a car, whatever. And so then he put, what, 55-ish million, 60 million in the bank yeah. over the last, like, 10 years. And it's just been gaining interest. So, like, he's going to retire with 60 million in the bank. Like, that's genius. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's. Smart play. He's got a smoking hot girlfriend. Probably makes a bunch of money too. So, is she an Instagram model? No, she's like an actual like Victoria's Secret or Illustrated model. Like she's legit model. Okay, (laughs) I had no idea. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I know it's one of those. uh, If not both, I don't know if you can if you can be both or not. But. I'll see why not. <laughs> I just don't know if like those companies go with each other. Or... No, yeah, I I have no idea. No. But yeah, but yeah, so that was the only other thing I had is like we're looking at. I mean, you can say arguably. Well, you can say arguably, but like, I don't think there's a lot of an argument to say that he's the greatest tight end of all time. He's uh he's the top five. I mean, top five. Are you kidding me? Like, wh- what's your argument? Like, Tony Gonzalez, like, really? Like, if you match those guys up head-to-head, he's better. Like, uh, you, Maybe. I mean, Kellen Winslow, like, you know, like, start naming tight ends. Like, like you were saying before, like, okay. half of them, it's based on the fact that they played 14 years. And they yeah, were, like, I mean, really good. I mean, changed a lot of things. But, like, I mean, Tony Gonzalez. When he's at his like, best. Historically. You know, Antonio Gates was probably up there too. He he changed it quite a bit too. Yes. Oh no. no. Hence why, like, yeah, like I I think you could say like it's arguably the best, but like I think Antonio Gates is somebody you could argue like. Could you really, honestly, argue that Tony Gonzalez is better than Gronk? I I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm sure people can make that argument. 
and, and maybe somebody knows better than I do, but like, right. like based on if you're going to argue it, I would say based on what. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I what? Like what is your like? Else, if you're if you're going to go like, you know, like you said, like those longevity stats. Well, yeah, like he has more receptions or more yards or something like that. Fine, but like when you, if you just if you're going to argue. You know, this guy is better than that guy. I feel like rather than looking at the the full career, you have to look at like, okay, when this guy was at his peak, who was better? Like in one season in a vacuum, yeah, and like, like and like impact on the game itself. Impact you know? on the game matters, but like even just if even if you just say like, okay, if it's you know 2019 and I get to have you know 2008 Tony Gonzalez or you know, 2010 Rob Gronkowski. Who am I taking? Like, I don't oh, think yeah. it's You're, close. I mean, no. But, and that's yeah. where I, that's where I always go to when, when with these player arguments. And maybe it's just me. I don't know. But that's where I always go with these player arguments. Is I'm like, I'm not as worried about the fact that like Tony Gonzalez played 14 years and he was really good when he was 38. Like, I, I don't give a shit. Um, it, when he was his best, was he better than that guy at his best? And yeah, but I mean, everybody was... keeps, I mean, in in that sense, like everybody should keep getting better, you know, probably like just collectively. You always if you're on current the current NFL and stuff yeah, like that. which which is 100 percent right, because that's my uh, this is going to go way off topic here a second. This is going to be could be a topic for a whole other podcast, but that's my whole belief that like all current players are better than all older players, essentially. Outside of like a few exceptions, um, because I just I don't think the guys have gotten so big and so fast and so athletic that I don't think people could have run with the guys who are currently playing sports twenty years ago, fifty years ago, hundred years ago. Like, like when uh, what's the the kid's name? We uh, you and I were talking about uh, one day the the reliever for Colorado. Out of you know, yeah. When he said he would strike out Babe Ruth every time. Oh, and he would easily. And and that's the thing is he's not wrong, right? Like he absolutely would. Babe Ruth has not seen balls that move the way that that guy throws baseballs, or to be honest, like any of your top end pitchers. Like he he can't hit a cutter. He can't yeah, hit. Yeah, but the thing is too. Like I mean, yeah, those guys would strike out those other dudes, but like. You, you have look, to do so the whole context whole. of the yeah, just yes. in context of the game too. Like how like it's not Babe Ruth's fault that he didn't face you know a guy guys that were constantly throwing yeah no and that's that's always and, the the catch twenty two of it is like if he had how much been those guys facing, dominate in their day yeah like if he had been facing that like you know yeah exactly like there's no way to no and it's the same kind of thing where like. They talk about, like, well, how good would have uh, Wilt Chamberlain been in today's basketball? Well, with his, I mean, the way he trained and played back in his day, not very. He'd been like a, you know, like a, a, a lower tier center. But, like, you imagine, in, though, like, how many. But in like, this day and age, he's not going to be that guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to have different training and different skills. And, you know, like, it, it, you just. You can't compare ages. Aren't you surprised that, like, none of these dudes in this era now haven't, like, challenged his record of, like, 20,000 women, though? <laughs> they can get it so easily now. <laughs> I, think, I, think I'm, I think I'm not just because these guys don't realize that the numbers he's throwing out there are 
like borderline physically impossible. Like I think somebody did the math one time. They're like, he basically would have had to have like three women a night for like a decade. I feel like one of these idiots will at least try, or at least like you'd hear like, oh, I, you know, I, I was on pace for a will, you know, this year. <laughs> but I made a Chamberlain this year, and all my all my road games, I, I hit the Chamberlain and average six and a half like road think- game. I think the reason you can't is because the number he put out there is so dumb that there's no way you even that's it that you like he claims he slept with twenty thousand women. That's unreal. That's that's a stupid number. Yeah. You know what I compare it to is when uh, Kim Jong Il was the dictator in uh, South Korea, North North Korea. Korea. Okay, sorry, and he claimed that he shot like. A thirty-eight under. Oh yeah, he had like uh. Now like hang on, fifteen hole in ones. Fifteen holes in one, or thirteen hole in ones or whatever it was. But he also claimed that that was his first round of golf ever. So just born to do it. Never played golf, and the thing is, like you, it, the way that that country works, like he, nobody can say you're wrong because you're clearly wrong. If you say that, because yeah. you get killed, yeah. <laughs> but like it, it, he set such a high number like that. That you're like, wait, you did what? Like, yeah, I shot a 38 under. Nice job, man. Like, you can't argue that. So when Wilt says, yeah, I slept with 20,000 women, you can't be like, all right, well, what do I have to do to even, like, approach that? Like, you just, you you hear that number. Like you said, like, what it averages out to. Like, how did at one point, like, where did he start counting? Or, like, how did he Yeah, like, where did you get to that number? So, like... Like so, that's why I don't think anybody's ever like pretended to even challenge it because like that number is like a cartoon, you know, ridiculous number. Like if you approach that, just imagine how many dudes he fucked up too. Like you know, some of the, like if he was actually hitting those numbers, like those are just like lined up for him that he could just go from one to the next. You know, there was a couple like male butts in there that he didn't even worry about. Oh he yeah, have a few hundred, a few hundred. Dude, there's there's no way it's even half that. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> what a guy. With. A tenth of that. <laughs> Man, he was playing. Like I get it. Yeah. You, you you got the ladies. We 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 get it. Like we understand. But like like how do you? And my my favorite part about it is like how do you claim that and have nobody call bullshit on you? Like that's the fact that he like lit, you know was uh existent in the 70s or whatever like yeah, if somebody right done. now wow well done yeah like if, if somebody right now like, well, yeah. if, if lebron james wasn't married right now and he was like yeah guys i'm slaying like 15k everybody like are you an idiot like you're a moron like everybody would call him out on it wilt says he sleeps with twenty thousand people and <laughs> women and everybody's like damn good job uh, yeah, how about it, man? It's always with chicks. Like, okay. <laughs> oh, oh we got right. way well, off track. <laughs> that's all right. Hey, things will happen. We're uh, we're ready. We'll come at you. At yeah, we got live, for right? Sure. Thursday. Live on Thursday. Uh, yeah, you'll see us down there. We'll we'll tweet out if anyone else is down there. Uh, to meet up, we'll let you know where we're at. Don't know where we'll be yet, but uh, we'll let you know where we are. Hope to see some people before at the game. Uh, who knows? So we'll be yeah, there Thursday. If, uh, I hope a lot of you guys will. 
if you're a friend of the podcast and you're listening to this right now, like, and you're going to be there on Thursday, like contact us, text us, tweet us, uh, you know, meet up with us. Like with the more, the merrier, like we'd love to do, you know, a bunch of random live spots before, during and after the game. So Absolutely. it should be fun. We'll go short stints if we need to. So yeah, we'll uh, hopefully see a bunch of you guys out there and, uh, Catch up with you guys all soon uh, this week. Go Twins. Yeah, absolutely go Twins. All right. We'll take care, brother. All right. Later, brother.